Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushire. And we learned today from a great piece in the St. Paul Pioneer Press that uh, Ilhan Omar uh, has been uh, talked to before about her anti-Semitic views. In fact, uh, a group of state legislators uh, essentially had an intervention with her about her views, uh, led by State Senator Ron Latz from St. Louis Park, a Democrat. He's been in the legislature since '02. And he's agreed to talk to us today. And what I find fascinating is that at the very end of this piece, it's a piece by Dave Oreck. It's on the front page of the Pioneer Press. It's very thorough. What we learn is that she's uh, had an entire history of this. But it seems to me that since she decided to become a public face, uh, we've all decided, meaning her public, that she just merely needs some education, that she just isn't up to speed on uh, how harmful her remarks are. But uh, how Latz uh, concludes is, he said, what can be done now is that those of us who disagree sharply need to speak out publicly and forcefully. Some have been treating her a bit with kid gloves, no more. And that's what I want to uh, talk to Ron Lance about. I, I also think, why should this woman be treated with kid gloves? Well, we know how news gathering institutions regard her. She perfectly fits the the template. She's a woman of color. She's Muslim. She's the first. She's a Somali immigrant, uh, and, and and everyone's dazzled by her. Uh, I don't trust her. I, I never have. Uh, it has nothing to do with the fact that she's a Muslim or a woman of color. I don't trust her to safeguard the United States the way I want it safeguarded. And it strikes me that Lats and other. Uh, uh, I guess presumably the Jewish members of the Minnesota House and Senate are, are revealing to us that they've talked to her before about this. It was, I'll tell you the exact time it was, um, last year, before she was elected to the House of Representatives, before she emerged from a crowded Democratic field of Minnesota's liberal 5th Congressional District, leaders of Minneapolis's Jewish community fashioned what could be described as an anti-Semitic intervention of Omar, the rising star of the left, whose remarks have made many fellow Democrats in the Jewish community uncomfortable. This is relevant now, as we all know, because we have we do our Omar updates. This is relative now because Omar, uh, 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 now a new member of Congress, has come under fire this week after suggesting on Twitter that supporters of Israel in Congress are bought and paid for by bipartisan pro-Israel lobbying group. And... Uh, Ron Latz, uh, an attorney by trade, has has carved out some time to talk to us about this, and we're anticipating hearing from him 
uh, momentarily. Uh, and, and I'm excited to talk to him because I want to, I want to get to the bottom of, are, are we, are you guys, meaning your, her fellow political uh, class members, are you finally going to be ready to stop treating her with kid gloves and uh, get to the bottom of her behavior and get to the bottom of the positions that she holds. Ron Lance. Hello, Ron. Hello, how are you? Pretty good. I love the piece today in the St. Paul paper because uh, one of my reactions to it was it was about time. Uh, I particularly love the way you concluded it by uh, thinking that it's time to speak out and quit treating Ilan Omar with kid gloves. Is that a fair assessment? I think that's a fair assessment. Um, we have an opportunity with her in Congress uh, to um, shape the, the narrative and to shape the debate. And uh, she needs to understand, it, um, and she's going to go through growing pains here, but she needs to understand that she's got a worldwide uh, megaphone, um, and every word that she that she transmits, whether it's on Twitter or in some other forum, has a significant impact. So she has to be very careful about how she phrases things. Well, how do you know she isn't saying exactly what she's intending to say? Well, she might be. Um, my my guess is. I mean, I, I give her, um, I give her intelligence plenty of credit. I think she. Well, initially, I thought maybe she just didn't understand the the significance of what she was saying. You know, she chose her words intentionally, but maybe didn't uh, know. See, I, I, find, I, find, I find that hard to believe. On the one hand, we want to credit her for her intelligence. On the other hand, everybody seems to be cutting her some slack as though she's painfully ignorant of history. Uh, does she not know the Holocaust happened? Is it that dramatic? Uh, well, you know, at some point, um, you know, she's got to be held to the standard of knowledge. Uh, you know, we had uh, meetings directly with her to with an effort. To, to work with her and to educate her on the, the uh, significance of the words that she uses, um, especially in light of her 2012 tweet about Israel. Mm-hmm. Awaken Allah or whatever that one was. Yeah. Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, so one would hope that she would have dived into educating herself on these issues or at least refrained from making comments until she develops a better understanding. What we are now seeing, I'm afraid, is a bit of a pattern. Uh, so I'm concerned that this pattern is more indicative of an attitude than ignorance. How did it come about that you played uh, apparently a significant role in, uh, I think she was at your house, is that correct? You invited her over? Yes. Well, and, we served in the legislature together. I've, I've been in the Senate and she was in the House and we worked together on a couple of pieces of legislation. And so I had developed uh, you know, a personal relationship, a positive personal relationship with her. She was very good to work with. Um, so I reached out to her on, on my behalf and on behalf of a number of other uh, individuals and organizations within the Jewish community to have this conversation as the race for Congress was uh, developing uh, before the primary election happened in 2018. She doesn't even seem to believe or understand that Israel is a democratic state. Well, I think she understands it's a democratic state, but I think she she. Uh, believes that it's it's not behaving in a manner that she that she shares values of um and uh i don't have a problem with someone disagreeing with the policies of the of uh, israel and i share many concerns that others have um about some of the policies that that nation 
uh, implements. Mm -hmm. Um, And if the language that's used focuses on those policy disagreements, then I'm fine with it. That's democracy. We have a healthy debate um, about different issues, and sometimes we agree and sometimes we don't. You know, I'll try to change someone's views, but I have to respect their right to have a different point of view. But when the language ends up being uh, angry or insightful, as in I-N-C-I-T-E-F-U-L, can incite uh, reaction from people, and and when it promotes, you know, centuries-old canards that have been used against the Jews, uh, you know, as as basis for depriving them of property, of of physically harassing them, of of, uh, pogroms, you know, burning down their homes Mm -hmm. in Eastern Europe, of uh, ultimately the mass murder in Nazi Germany, and boy, you know, the list goes back uh, 2,000 years. Um, you know, when, when you're just contributing to that kind of, of, of an ambiance or an attitude, then I think you're beyond legitimate policy disagreements and you're into, into a whole different realm. How, how long uh, are we, or more particularly her constituency, how long are they expected to keep buying her act with each new folly she's been getting away with saying, oh, I'm so terribly sorry. Uh, but as you've already pointed out, there's been a pattern of this. We have no reason to believe that next week there won't be something inflammatory. Well, I mean, that's true. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of an optimistic person by nature, and I'm hopeful that we can take her words um, at face value that she is grateful for the Jewish allies that she has that will sit down with her and help educate her about this stuff. But, you know, she's got to come to it with an open mind and open heart and a willingness to learn and a willingness to, to say, wait a second, before I send out this tweet, uh, does it play into these age-old uh, anti-Semitic tropes? Um, and is it really necessary to be this provocative about something? Uh, or... Uh, or worse than merely provocative, uh, and and maybe run it past someone else before she dives into it. Um, you know, whatever her attitude is, and I don't pretend to know her heart, um, at least she should stop with the, the public language that is so hurtful to the community and, and can have even greater effect. You know, some people li- listen to that stuff, and to them it's a green light to do even more hurtful and harmful things to Jews in the community. You know perfectly well, as do I, that if this was a white male legislator, they'd be gone by now. There'd be no tolerance whatsoever. So I guess my question is, at what point would you personally draw the line and say, this woman's got to go? Well, I'm, I'm not going to speculate about that. Uh, I'm hopeful that she will uh, truly understand uh, you know, the errors that she has made and, and will make a, a very conscious and deliberate effort to, to change. And I think we'll take a step by step. Uh, sir, I appreciate your time. I know you're busy. You're still practicing law, aren't you? I am indeed. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's in stay in touch morning. on this if it need be. Is that OK? Absolutely, Joe. Thank you, sir. Ron, uh, Ron Lass from St. Louis Park, uh, who held an, an intervention with uh, Ilhan Omar last year. Uh, Thank you very much. We'll be back. Bad news for the uh, the new progressive legislators we have in Washington. Their uh, their like minded brother, who is the governor of California now, Gavin Newsom, 
he killed uh, high-speed rail. Uh, it's too expensive. <laughs> really? It'd be tough to get one across I'm the ocean. Some fiduciary that. responsibility? Mm-hmm. Due to cost. It's just too... too they're broke, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they're terrible. That's they're never broke. stopped us here, has it? I don't know. We don't have, we have high speed, but uh, that never helped or uh, caused us to cease uh, looking forward to looking into it with all the uh, light rail. And, and Cory Booker, he's huh? among the many thousands yeah. who are running for president. That's what he's he's saying. a vegan. Yeah, yeah he, he, he thinks we can go a long way to... Yeah, solving the world's death and life crisis. Rattling through some topics there, Joe. We didn't eat meat. Say, uh, <laughs> here's a cucumber, pal. Now get out of my face. <laughs> Hi, Joe and gang. Laura and I were listening to yesterday's show and heard your lament about missing the Northern Lights. I thought I'd let you know that each time we've seen them, it was in Minnesota. We used to have a business in addition to the farm that would take us into the cities. Often in our way home back to North Branch, we regularly viewed the magnificence of the Northern Lights. Something to be aware of. You have to be away from the lights of the city. We would be traveling north on Highway 65, usually past Cambridge and near the Bram turnoff when we would see them in front of us shimmering in green. Laura often said they reminded her of sheer curtains blowing in the breeze, only they were in the sky. This was many times about 9 to 10 p.m.-ish and always in the winter. Once we were at Lake of the Woods, and about 10.30 in the evening, we looked outside to view a brilliant red in the sky beginning from the horizon and going up over our heads to the top of the sky. Keep your eyes open and you may be surprised. Good luck. David and Laura in, uh, what's that town, Rook? They're, they're uh, in Europe. Bugzop. Watch that's Thank you. It's Poland, right? Bidgosich. Yeah. Bidgosich? He's, he's our amateur uh, yes. philosopher. Uh, P.S. Even though we are at a higher latitude, 58 degrees, we have never seen the northern lights here. I am not sure why. Everyone I have asked says they have never heard of seeing them here. All right. Now, I want, I'm going to bring something up I wouldn't normally because it's so strange, but it pertains to science. We've okay. been talking about science today. Right. It's been kind of a theme. Florida family is raising a gender-neutral baby. No. It's called a baby. T h e y b y. One no. word. Baby. Doesn't it have parts? Uh, it does have parts. But this is I'm, this is why I'm bringing this up. A Florida family is open to raising their child, Sparrow. Uh, oh, you foghorn that place. Really? Here, I got it right here. Okay. I got it right here. I got it right here. Sparrow. That's not a name. That's a bird. They're raising Sparrow as a gender neutral uh, thing, and, and calling the child a baby. All right. This is on a numerous. Sites today, according to WTSP TV, uh, Ari Dennis Sparrow's mom believes that her child's genitals don't determine her child's gender. Is that right? We did not assign sex at birth, which means when they were born, they had genitals. We know what they are. We just choose to acknowledge that those genitals don't indicate anything about gender. Wow! Isn't that a denial of science? If you're born and you have a male package, wouldn't science say you're a male? Yes. Plus yes. chromosomes They're... play in too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Uh, Dennis said that Sparrow, who is 11 months old, will be able to decide his or her gender when he or she is older, and even noted that her child's birth certificate says unknown hmm. under sex. Dennis told... The doctors let him get away with that. I guess. D- Dennis told WTSP that she was inspired to raise her child as a gender-neutral baby after their older child discovered gender around the age of four. Okay, I don't know what that well, means. That's a but no. You you start playing with yourself, and your dad says, "Hey, not in church, you <laughs> right. idiot! Get your hands off!" Get your, of that yeah, thing. we are in hands no way off. prohibiting Sparrow from having a gender, and we're not forcing them to be one gender or another. 
mom said, people will be, well, the child will be confused. No, if gender is really something in you, then no one's going to change that. Is one or both of the parents transgender? Uh, mom's got the really weird nose earrings, if that helps. I don't know. Dennis said that she simply won't put her child into a box. There's nothing wrong with pink. There's nothing wrong with blue. Dennis said there is something wrong with forcing kids into roles. So she's convinced, in other words, that uh, by well, virtue some... of the genitalia you're born with, you are forced into a role. Sure. So uh, good luck to this kid. Huh? Uh, wow. Well, that's the unfortunate thing. This... The other child. Uh, uh, Mine was up for debate for quite some time. And then, uh, yep, I guess he's a guy. <laughs> There's a Utah family doing wondering. the same thing. Their child is named uh, Zoomer. Uh, he runs. He runs fast. I, I can't do this. Yeah. I just can't. I can't. That's uh, yeah. Science. I can't handle. Where's uh, Where's Zoomer going? Science. More science. Oh boy. More science. Here we go. Zoomer uh, hooked up with Sparrow. They got a hell of a relationship. Ooh, they don't know which is which. We're gonna have a full moon this month that will be the closest huh. to the Earth ever. That will ever. That. W- okay, Joe. Okay. Yeah, what? Let me hit the refresh. I like you didn't. I you did sound like me. <clears throat> blah blah blah. February's full moon will be the closest to Earth that it will ever be this year. So if you missed January super blood wolf moon, Mm. make sure to uh, catch this month's because it will be the largest super moon of 2019. On Tuesday, Feb 19, at approximately 4 a.m., the full moon will be the closest to the Earth that, that it will ever be in 2019. Okay, I'm not getting up at four. So nope, that's it for you. No. I'll that. probably be up. <sighs> Why did you bring that up, by the way? I don't, because I love uh, celestial events. Okay. Dinner at the homesick restaurant, celestial. What? What's the other, Ann, what was the Ann Tyler book that had cel, celestial navigation? I've oh. never recommended Ann Tyler before, have I? Mm-mm, no. We should all read Ann Tyler. Books. Is that one for the... The author's we should go to the author's page. corner with uh, Ann Tyler. I'm writing it down. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever tried celestial navigation? It's tricky because uh, things move during That's the right. course of the evening and right. you know, it can make things uh, confusing. What starts out as north ends up being east. Study looks at future climates. Anyway. Oh, wait, we did that. Did you, we took a little break there. Did you go smoke some meth? No. <laughs> Rook, who was the cranked uh, up there? Uh, Rook, no, back when we were on the Jeez. AM, and this was before my time on GL, who was the guest fill-in host that rifled through 78 topics in the first segment out of pure nervousness? Oh, that's, that's like, Chris, that's 90% of the people that fill in. They, they come in here thinking, yeah, I got this talk radio thing down. I can string two words together. They come in with uh, about eight hours of material, and they burn through it in ten minutes. That's exactly <laughs> right, what, what Suchi's doing. doing. I just did that for a segment, though. I don't <laughs> Did you know Ann Tyler was born in Minneapolis? I did. Oh, I didn't know that. Lives and writes in Baltimore. Yeah. Yep, she's from Edina, I believe. What was the book? Have the you Ann ever Tyler read book? any Ann Tyler books? I don't think I have. I've never read any. Dinner at the Homesick Restaurant, I highly recommend. Huh. Uh, Celestial Navigation. Rook, uh, will you call up Ann Tyler, please, on the big screen? Yes. I'll do a little Author's Corner right now. In today's Author's Corner, Joe discusses Ann Tyler while well, high even a, on meth. Even a crude, misogynistic, <laughs> evil, right-wing bastard like me can read a good female author. Yeah, I just finished I finished. Uh, Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. we got to take that you, off the author's Who's stage. the dame that wrote uh, Handmaid's Tale? I read a bunch of her books. Um, 
Justine, our friend Justine, actually turned me on to her. Really? Well, Rook, uh, look up Handmaid's Tale. No, no, uh, no. Just... I no, can, I Rook, I need this now. Can't he be quiet? He's just, he's whatever light is the brightest. He's hes like when you flat a, shine a flashlight on the wall and the cat chases it. That'd be, that'd be Ann Dowd, Kenny. No, it's not Ann Dowd. It's not? Ann no. Tyler has published 22. Oh, no, Margaret somebody. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, Margaret. Margaret somebody. Atwood. Yes, that's her. A show in which everyone has their own topic. And I resent it right now because I'm trying to finish the Ann Tyler thing, and I, I'm serious. Knock it off. Give me, get, go to the list of her books. Uh, one of them, uh, well, we're waiting for that. One of them is The Accidental Tourist. Is that the movie? Oh, yes. yes, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I think I have read that. Here we go. Thank you, Rookie. If Morning Ever Comes, The Tin Can Tree, I read that. The Ice Slipping Down Life, I read that. The Clockwinder, I read that. Celestial Navigation, Searching for Caleb, Earthly Possessions, Morgan's Passing, Dinner at the Homesick Restaurant. How much am I getting paid to be here? The Accidental Tourist, Breathing Lessons, St. Maybe. Ladder of Years, Patchwork Planet, Back When We Were Grown Ups, The Amateur Marriage, Digging to America, Noah's Compass, The Beginner's Goodbye. I haven't read her latest works. I should I should catch up. Watch I, would, I would recommend that on the author's corner. And Prolific. She very uh, very much so is, and it's just huh. fantastic. There's too many books. I'm so far behind on yeah. what I want to read. It's pathetic. And She's been at it for a while. Anyway, I finished. making them. For all you authors' corner people, I, I'm I should have uh, gone on the site and uh, changed because I'm done now with. Uh, I think it was written by Honeycutt, Gail Honeycutt. Eleanor Oliphant is just is completely fine. But just because you have finished the book doesn't need doesn't mean it needs to come down. But in all my reading years, yeah, it's the first book I read, Kenny, what? where I didn't see the ending coming. Oh, wow. that's fun. It really was. Book? Oh. It's called Eleanor Oliphant oh, yeah. is that's completely what, okay. fine. And there's an aspect of the, I saw much of what was coming, but the most principal thing coming, I didn't see it. Turns out oh. the little boy could see dead people. No. Right. No, no. no. you two meet You can't read, you so two why idiots. would you even comment? Yeah, you have no idea. How, you don't even know how to read. How irritating it is when you're not even halfway through a book right. and you know exactly yeah. how it's going to turn out. When you find a gem like he just mentioned, it's it's memorable. It is it, and I and everybody I read it, we shared that. My brothers turned me on to it. They didn't see it look, coming. Look at a mock. A, a little bit of this surprised you. <laughs> Jeez! Wow! Held wow. through a little bit of that in there. To, whoa, Eleanor! Joe, do you ever feel like why do I bother? Yeah, I do. Do, do you ever feel oh like that? God. That's no. why you didn't see the ending coming. You said she was pretty homely. That was. Uh, oh I gotta go. I'm going home. I gotta go. Take you know, a break right Joe, now. Why I'm gonna go kill somebody. Here, Never mind video. us, Joe. Why do you come in every day? Exactly. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, wait, nada, wait, nothing. Wait, Here's Joe Sushuay. Wait, 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 wait. I know Joe wants to introduce John Hyten. John, I know you've got a lot of material, but I have not talked to uh, you, Such, uh, since Amy's announcement on Sunday. What say ye? Uh, I, 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 
you and I, by the way, have been accused by emailers of just having this tremendous fondness for right. you and your I love know. fest. I, I, I know, isn't it amazing? And yesterday, I defended her to a certain extent uh, against these claims that she's uh, got this wicked reputation as a taskmaster yeah. with her staff, and I'm not buying that. Uh, I think what happens is. Do you think Too it's many, gender based? I think it, no. Yes, that you know, if a man is tough on an employee, they're they're just a hard boss, and if a woman is, she's a bad b word. Right. And so I'm not buying that. Uh, what we arrived at yesterday is that what she's experiencing is these snowflakes getting out of the failed academy who have never, uh, you know, they've been taught their whole lives they should never have any discomfort or inconvenience whatsoever. And here they are working for a, a woman who says, damn it, I wanted that email at 3 o'clock last night. Right. Where were you? Yeah. And and they so that becomes an accusation of her uh, uh, difficult to work with. I'm not buying it. Uh, having uh, said all that, uh, uh, I still don't agree with her political ideology. She has towed the party line right. from day one right. and will continue to and has even signed on to Alexandria Occasional Cortex's yeah. uh, Green New Deal. So uh, Amy and, and I have different politics. You you predicted that, and uh, I was hoping it wouldn't happen, but in fact, it, it was it, you know it was one of the key issues mm-hmm. of her announcement, and mm-hmm. for that reason, I. I I, I will announce that I am not having a love affair. I, nor am I. I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't. I do not dislike her as a woman whatsoever. We've extended an invitation to her. I'd love to talk to her. Uh, I don't think she's a cruel person. Uh, I, I think she's a hard worker, but she's been a hard worker for the Democratic Party platform. Yeah, and what do you think she's going to say about um, firearms? I don't think she's growing going up. To, growing up here, I don't think she's going to take your guns away. I I don't have any evidence of that. Right. She wants to crack down on background checks and what have you. Yeah, I've already undergone one for yeah. one of the permits I carry, so I'm already on file with yeah. them. Did <laughs> you pass yeah. background check on you? And you you passed. I, I, well, you guys, yeah, yeah of course okay, I okay. did. Just checking. Oh, okay. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Take so much I've never been arrest, a, a, arrested well, ever. Okay, Kenny, I have. What? Stolen tire. For stealing Judas a tire. Priest. Stole the tire. <laughs> Judas Priest, and I heard the click of the phone. Rotten jail, bastard son. You're kind of like, um, no. You are the son of no one. You are a bastard of, of the young. young. What? Come, uh, who was the uh, breakfast club guy? The God. Oh, Charlemagne. Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne the God. You are the equivalent to yeah. Charlemagne the God when... I'm a white Char- Charlemagne yep, the God. His dad just said, nope, I'm yeah. not bailing you up. Yep. But he was in for 41 days. You yeah, were in I'm, for maybe 12 one hours. Night. 41 <laughs> hours. Right. No, what do you no, got, Johnny? Well, I got one sports note involving an ex-Viking. Uh, it looks like the Denver Broncos are going to have a new quarterback. That means Case Keenum. Well, he'll, he'll probably be gone in Denver. Uh, Joe Flacco, Ravens' longtime quarterback, apparently will be traded to Denver for a fourth-round pick. So, uh, Case, again, looking for a job. I have a sports note uh, involving a former Viking. Mm-hmm. I can't get his age, but it's Randy Moss's birthday today. 42. 42. Yep. You got the story, John, wow. of the world's oldest known wild bird uh, had, had a child. I do not. The albatross named Wisdom, who is 68 years old, wow. had a chick. That's according to the uh, Honolulu Wildlife Refuge. Mm-hmm. There you well, go. Congratulations. Who got into her cage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
news notes. Uh, in the last uh, couple of hours, Representative Ilan Omar has responded to President Trump's comments, calling her apology lame oh, God. after suggesting members of Congress support Israel because they're being paid to do so. Omar tweeted at the president saying, hi, at real Donald Trump, you have trafficked in hate your whole life against Jews, Muslims, indigenous people, immigrants, black people, and more. I learned from people impacted by my words. When will you? Well, we the jury's out on whether she has learned anything. Exactly. But the president does does realize how hypocritical he is to call well, her I, out. Yeah, he, he, and, does, he does not realize that. You're right. He, he doesn't. He should read the, the things that people attach to his tweets if he doesn't oh. realize that. Don't you guys, though, get the feeling that, the feeling that sometimes... He's sitting next to a buddy, and he gives the buddy the elbow. Hey, hey, hey watch hey, this. Watch Check it out. <laughs> yes. Look at this tweet I'm about to send out. You're not going to – what do you think is going to happen? He's Roycey. Yeah. He's just trying to stir it up. He's Roycey on a national level. <laughs> the Secret Service guy that's sitting in the corner that is just on duty, and there's some downtime. Rick, come on over hey, here. I over here. Watch, no, watch what happens here. Just like Roycey, who would walk around the radio station with the same bleeping joke. I'm going to use this one on the air. I'm hey, gonna Shauna. Hey, hey, hey. I'm going to talk now because Joe keeps pointing at hey, me as Shana. you guys keep talking. So, Nearly a month after Jamie Kloss was found in Douglas, Wisconsin, the 13-year-old and her family are thanking the public for the support they've received. Statement from Jamie and her family released Wednesday morning says Jamie and her family wish to extend their deepest gratitude for the incredible gifts and generous donations she's received from all over the country and around the world. Jamie greatly appreciates each and every gift as well as the many cards and letters. The many kind words have been a source of great comfort to her. Jamie kidnapped from her home in Barron, Wisconsin, October 15th. She escaped 88 days later. 21-year-old Jake Patterson charged with kidnapping and homicide for killing her parents. Last month, Hormel Foods and Jenny O announced they'd donate the 25 grand they had offered in reward money for information directly to the 13-year-old girl. I thought it was more than 25 grand. Jamie's parents, James okay. and Denise Kloss, worked at Jenny O. Do you think El Chapo will make it to that high-security prison in Colorado? Nope. Do you think a helicopter's going to swoop in at some point, and <laughs> something's going to blow up, and the next thing you know, he's vanished? You know who I don't want to be? The guy driving that vehicle. Neither do I. Neither right. do I. Uh, he is likely to end up, uh, Joe was talking about the big one in Colorado, the one that houses Zoe, who's The there, Unabomber. Uh, Unabomber and all. Ted uh, Kaczynski. Quadruple yeah. max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that town in Poland is Bidgost. Bidgost. I was, Bidgost. I was corrected. Bidgost. Bidgost. Authorities in northern Minnesota. Uh, it was How per- could you be corrected? No one can hear the podcast because it hasn't been released yet. Because uh, I, look, I looked point. it up oh, I from see. a prior email from our friend David in Lauren, Poland. Thank you. Authorities in northern Minnesota, uh, they didn't have much problem finding two suspected thieves. They were arrested over the weekend after they were found sleeping in a cabin they'd burglarized. Crow Wing County Sheriff's Office's deputy arrested 21-year-old Dustin Schmeda of Minneapolis and 25-year-old Caleb Swanson of Crosby on Sunday at a cabin in County Road 19. Swanson, I'm over here. The cabin's owner had called authorities after spotting the man on his cabin's surveillance system. When the deputy responded, the building appeared to have been burglarized. He found Schmeda and Swanson asleep well, inside. thievery can often be exhausting. The deputy responded by himself? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, uh, that's what it says, but you would assume it Boy, was I would hope he would bring back up. Yeah. Yeah. If you see the mug shots of the two fellas, you, you won't be surprised that they were sleeping in the cabin. And, yeah, it, did they, uh, was it a meth crash? Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> Forty countries led by Japan and the European Union, not the U.S. or China, have agreed to acquire new cars and light commercial vehicles to be equipped with automated braking systems 
starting as soon as next year. Regulation would require all vehicles sold to come equipped with the technology by which sensors monitor how close a pedestrian or object might be. system can trigger the brakes automatically if a collision is deemed imminent and if the driver doesn't appear set to respond in time. You mean if they're texting? The measure would apply to vehicles, quote, at low speeds, 42 miles an hour or less, and only affects new cars sold in the markets of the country, so vehicle owners won't be required to retrofit their cars and trucks. The U.S., China, and India are members of the U.N. Forum that adopted the new regulations. However, they did not take part in the negotiations because they want to ensure that their national regulations keep precedence over U.N. rules when it comes to the auto. You know, Does this relieve the driver of ever using the brakes? In theory, or, it, or could. it sounds like a program that's in addition to the driver. That's the way I understand. No, the yeah. brakes are there, and you can use them. But right. if you don't hit them fast enough, the car is going to take. It. Yeah, the software yes. will this take. Is, this is the ABS. This is traction right. control. This is BS. Yes. I think ABS, by the way, is BS. Oh, I hate I it. I don't like it at all. No, it's awful. It doesn't it's for, work. It's for people that don't know how to drive. Well, and you're right. If it's on ice, it's completely work. worthless. It does not work. Yeah. You guys got color sets at home? Yep. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Unbelievable. Why don't no, you go down to the cafeteria? The, uh, really, treat yourself. Is it still open? Yeah. Thankfully, the United States isn't on board, but this piece I got That's from... That's only a matter of time, Kenny. This piece I got from the uh, AP, uh, yet another opportunity to rip Trump. This guy, Levine, do you have this? Jason, Jason Levine, Levine. Yep. executive director of the nonprofit Center for Auto Safety. Yet another indication of the audio, auto industry in the United States and the Trump administration's complete lack of leadership when it comes to safety of everyday people. <laughs> what does Trump have to do with nothing, this? Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. And it's a bad idea. You know what? Just put your phone down, Matthew, and pay attention I to the road, do. and you won't run that bicycle rider over. I'm do. looking right at you. You mean the one that's walking across the Mendota Bridge every morning? <laughs> yeah, but one. don't vehicles that, that are produced here already have? This type Four, of thanks for asking that, Chris. Four, See, I'm paying four attention. models do. Tesla, Mercedes-Benz, Toyota, and Volvo. Yeah, that's already what I thought. It's system. already here. So, no, the Swedes, aren't they a pain in the ass? You <laughs> couldn't give me a Tesla. You could not give me one. I, I, wouldn't, I would take I would one. turn it down. Yeah. Or a Volvo. I would, I would take one. Yeah. Yeah. Tesla, Volvo's, if you're listening. Volvo's appeal to me. Oh, I've never owned please. one, but I'm, I'm, I think they have a tremendous reputation. <laughs> Why don't you just drive a bread van? Well, Volvos are <laughs> driven no, by... They have no personality. Volvos are driven by men who... Who are afraid of their wives. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so no, you're afraid of your right. wife? There goes that I, I don't own a Volvo. Well, but you said they appeal to you. So I, they're, some of their designs oh, appeal so to boxy. me. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. Worst so, drivers on the road. Bread fan. You don't need so, all that safety if you're a good driver. If the endorsement is still alive, I really like Volvos. <laughs> John, keep the it design, moving. everything. It's got to be up to you, John. Senator, shut these knuckleheads up. Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon is asking the chief executives of Apple and Google to immediately stop offering a Saudi e-government app that allows men in Saudi Arabia to track and control the movement of women. I just thought of something dreadful. Yeah, my neighbor just bought a big Volvo. Yeah, I don't think he's afraid of his wife. Oh, which brings up a question. I have a hump etiquette question. Okay, last week we got a we got a double humper. Uh-huh. Uh, the plows came through and only did half the street. That created a pretty massive hump. Yep. I went out in the morning and got that rid of that hump. 
and fully uh, knowing that the plows were going to come around again and create a second hump, which was I was going to do when I got home, yes. only to discover my neighbor had already done it. I gave him a wave and a thank you. Yeah. With uh, the snowblower, right? Not a shovel? With snowblower. The, okay. And uh, I note that today uh, he's got the hump and there's been no evidence that they're home. So I think, don't I, uh, oh, would yeah. it be hump etiquette that I should return the you, favor? you got to reciprocate. Yeah, i got to do that. If right. he was home, you owe him nothing. Right. You didn't ask him to remove that That's hump. That's true. But as a man, you know why he removed it, because he had the snowblower uh, out, and he loves running the snowblower. No, you know what he said? I was on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I don't believe you owe him to remove his hump. However, he's gone. Neighbors look after each other. That's right. You take care of that I'm going today. To. I'm going to. Yeah. You want me to plug in and bring the old snow pup over? Revolving brush thing that moves the snow one That's inch in front of the pea shooter. Electric it's worth shovel. Nothing. Hey, this is a hard. I worked on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like this. It's a mallet finger is what this is called. Not I don't a care about your finger. Oh, okay. I want. I care more about John Height. A person. Why? Thank you, Joe. No, I mean the news. Don't oh, get excited. Oh, oh damn! Excited. He sold his snowblower a number of years ago. I did. Yeah, I did. I shovel. A person. It's good, you know. Kenny, you're a heart patient too. You should shovel too. A person attempting to smoke marijuana in an abandoned you house. You didn't do the app. <laughs> You didn't do the story. You started I did. Well, on I the, started, uh, but nobody, you know, I didn't think we were. I'd like to get a two-stage snowblower. Anybody was interested. But you, the you driveway know. is is pavers, and I think that that, that steel auger would would be too hard on the on the driveway, wouldn't yeah, it? Isn't there a yeah. mat that separates? So a little, like, not on no. the two-stage. No. I can bring the snow pup over, plug her in, you're good to go. No, I'm, I'm fine. I have a single <laughs> stage that's fine. Yeah, a person a up attempting to smoke marijuana. In an abandoned house, ended up finding a tiger instead, according to the Houston Police Department. A woman called Houston City Information Line to explain how she found the tiger, according to Houston Police spokeswoman Kesey Smith. Authorities say they spoke with the caller to determine whether the information was due to the effect of drugs or if the tiger was real. <laughs> Houston. And we want to legalize marijuana. Let's go. Am I? Houston police and a representative from Bark, Houston's Animal Shelter and Enforcement Division, were dispatched to the house and animal control officers could hear and smell a tiger. After obtaining a warrant, officials entered the property where they found a caged tiger inside the garage. The tiger was friendly, wasn't growling. Packages of meat were also found. How did you smell a tiger? I would not know what a tiger smells like. Well, these are trained them. professionals, though. You can so. get them. Maybe they go to the zoo a lot. You know what? That's what Kamala Harris said. She listened to Snoop Dogg and she saw a tiger when she got high. You know what cat urine smells like? Uh, No, because I'm not a cat person. Oh, Wolf urine? It's it's awful. All right. Animal control tranquilized the animal in order to remove it. A horse trailer was used to transport it. The tiger uh, sent to a facility in Texas that is able to support such an animal. What about Cheech's wife? What uh, what happened to her? Yeah, nothing. I, I, I don't know. It doesn't address that. I have no idea. Well, she was looking for a place to smoke weed, <laughs> so she broke into a house. Wasn't there a story yeah. here recently where the local cops had to respond to a horse in a basement? Yeah. Invergrove Heights. What? Yeah, Invergrove yeah, Heights. Yeah, Heights. Yeah. How'd the horse How get in the get, basement? Yeah, through the door. All right. <laughs> a wire fox terrier from Brazil, who's won big in Europe, became America's top dog Tuesday night, beating out a crowd-pleasing long-haired dachshund. No, nope, my dog has never won. 
There were some boos along with modest cheers at Madison Square Garden when Who Judge boos a dog? Peter Greed pointed at the seven-year-old named King. The win, not really a surprise. I didn't know this. Wire Fox Terriers have won 15 times. And a Golden Lab has never won. Isn't that what Asta That's was? Your dog? You guys Asta? ever watch the Thin Man mm-hmm. uh, series of movies? Uh-huh. Myrna Loy? Oh, oh yeah. sure. sure. Seen Wasn't one, Asta yeah. a wire terrier? I think so. Some no kind idea. of terrier. The dog looks Scottish. Yes, they do. If he, he was barking, he'd say, I'm Scottish. Lock your doors, load your guns, and get a biting, barking dog. That's the advice from a county sheriff in Kentucky after he suspended all law enforcement activities, declaring, quote, we are broke. Martin County Sheriff John Kirk posted a lengthy message on Facebook. down in the holler? Explaining the county's dire financial situation, noting that without divine intervention, law enforcement, as we have known for the last four years, will not exist. What part of Kentucky? That's Martin, terribly important. Martin County. I don't know uh, which part that Ever would be. Ever read in. Hillbilly Elegy? No. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. Well, if they're down in the holler, his advice is pretty damn good. What's uh-huh. his advice again? Uh, it is lock your doors, load your guns, and get a biting, barking dog. Well, that's right. If you're in the holler. Do we have a 2019 podcast theme? Because I think I think Johnny just had it right there. What the police officers say? Lock your doors, load your no. guns, and get a barking dog. After that, we are broke. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we run with that? Can we? Is that good to bring out to advertise? <laughs> just a hell of a state so, fair right, t-shirt. Right. A little too inside, man. Is that okay? I'm sorry. We maybe it, maybe that's not. we're busted. Gotcha. <laughs> In the meantime, Martin, we is out of meat. <laughs> we closed. We, we out of meat. meat. We out of meat. Martin County residents. Martin County residents will have to rely on Kentucky State Police, which sometimes has just one officer patrolling multiple uh, counties. The problem: uh, sharp decline in coal severance taxes in eastern Kentucky. Well, then we're in the holler. Yep. Local government economic assistance fund money to coal producing counties dropped from thirty four million. In fiscal year 2012 to $6.7 million last year. Police say a man who just had robbed a bank in Maine ran across four lanes of traffic in a restaurant parking lot before he slipped on the ice, dropped his gun and the money right in front of a state patrol special agent. It's oh. <laughs> a Gumption County Institute for yep. the Criminally Incompetent. Waterville Police Chief Joseph Massey told the morning Sentinel a gust of wind swept the money across the parking lot. The man was apprehended. The special agent, Glenn Lang. Oh, it's like the end of a, uh, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Mm-hmm. The special agent, Glenn Lang, had no idea a bank had just been robbed, but he was suspicious enough after he saw the money to get out of his car and look at the man. Police say the man was handcuffed, hauled off to jail. The Do gun. I need to arrest you, pal? <laughs> gun turned out to be a BB gun. I can't believe Bohemian Rhapsody is up for some major awards. What's, is, is it not? What's your problem with uh, it? I, th- I think it's, it was yeah. just such a typical and predictable biopic. Uh, I did, there was nothing, you know the ending this? There was nothing. Uh, there was nothing extraordinary about it. There was a nice recreation of Queen's appearance at Live Aid in 1985, which concludes the movie. Other than that, it was just it could have been a you know made for TV Hallmark deal. Was the uh, guy who played Freddie pretty good? Pretty he's, good. I know he's nominated. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either. Uh, ironically, but, the actor who played the bassist, a, a guy named John Deacon, uh-huh. came the closest uh, in movement and physical appearance to uh, anyone in the band. Hmm. He looked more like uh, John Deacon than uh, uh, Rami Malek looked like Freddie Mercury. Mm. Huh. Interesting. Apparently, Freddie had a lot of teeth. Well, he did. And that allowed him to uh, have a larger range. When he opened his mouth, he could 
get notes that nobody could get. But not yeah. a lot of complaints we from some of, his, some of his fellow uh, <laughs> companions. Jesus, Joe, you just, you, you know. Why just carry us right there? This you is know? like he's pitching them in their soil, oh, yeah. and we've got to stand there and watch him go in by. Fact, I don't We're even not think it was, allowed to swing it. I don't even think it was pitched. It was on the tee. Yeah. Freddie, yeah, those yeah, don't yeah, happen yeah, to be those. dentures, do they? Are those dentures? You can take those off. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, seriously, it's up for major sure. awards. Yeah, you know. I think it is. I think you're right. And, and uh, there's really just nothing special about it at all. Four ninety nine though to watch it at home. You can't beat that. No, I agree. But I one one the of the coolest bands ever. I, I really, I, you're I, not going to come down. On yeah, I no, I, I own their double set of uh, the best of. I like a lot of their stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Night at the Opera was a great album. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so many good Queen songs. Yeah. And there's an unrecognizable Mike Myers in the movie. He's their oh, really. Uh, he's their producer uh, or some record huh. company executive. And I had to be told. That was Mike Myers. I never would have guessed really? it was Mike He's Myers. He's not playing yeah. the gong show guy, is he? No. Yes, Queen, how are you? Uh, let's go. <laughs> Joe has no earthly idea what, what, what you are referencing. It's a new gong show. I don't Mike know Myers dresses up as a, as a Brit for some yeah. reason. He's and, in disguise. It, 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 as the host. Let's go to me, Gene the Dancing Machine. Come out, come, dance with yeah. me. Yeah. Give me I, my thing here. I love the original mm-hmm. gong show. You got that? <laughs> I was a CIA agent, you know. Chuck Barris. Yeah. yeah. Remember the movie about that? I that sure was quite do. a good movie, actually. What was it called? Beautiful Mind. <sighs> it's called Let's no. Be Done. Sam Rockwell? Was that the guy that played him? I don't remember. <laughs> Can't think enough. That's it. Time. It's called Can't Think Enough for the Time. Let's Be Done. Joe, what are your thoughts on today's podcast? Solid. Pretty damn good until the last 20 minutes. <laughs> no, that's the best part of it. Plus, if you didn't listen to yesterday's, go back. That was a very good podcast. I like yesterday's, well. too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, garagelogic.com is where you find all those current and back podcasts. You can rate us on Apple iTunes and find all sorts of great features at garagelogic.com with the features drop down button. We'll talk to you next time. Here's to the red, white, and blue.